Hello and welcome to Robust Discuss with Sean and Brian. This is a podcast where we politically discuss our society and the various ways we could take to improve it. We will dive deep into our morality, our government, and our lives with topics ranging from philosophical questions to U.S. politics and current events. Today, we will be discussing the minimum wage. Now, I want to start off by saying that this is a very in-depth topic that has multiple variables. We will simply not have the time in this episode to cover each specific area. And because of this, we would like to focus on a few key points today. Firstly, the main point of this episode will be to discuss why we believe the current federal minimum wage is too low. The debate about how to raise the minimum wage or even what that number should be will change greatly depending on the state you reside in. And while we do plan to touch on a few key areas in regards to what a living wage would be, for the most part the focus of this episode is not to get into those specifics of the numbers with raising the minimum wage, especially concerning timelines and that matter. We mostly want to discuss what makes us believe that the current minimum wage is too low and talk about a bit how we think we ended up in this economic situation. Yeah, we're not trying to delve too deep into an issue. As we go along, our knowledge, our ability to speak on certain issues will grow, our opinions will mature, we'll get more educated. Uh, But today, yeah, as Sean said, we're looking more so generally at minimum wage. We both agree that minimum wage is too low. Um, To start off, we want to kind of define who the minimum wage is for. Often it's said that minimum wage is just for high schoolers or the elderly who are born in retirement or are near retirement. It's more than just those people on minimum wage. You also have a lot of people who tend to be in between jobs, those who change careers, those who maybe are laid off, or you have people who are working in industries with which as technology advances, they are essentially out of the workforce. For those people, they simply can't immediately go back to earning as they were. It takes time to get certain types of jobs. And although there's a lot of risk in life, uh, we feel that having a federal minimum wage to help protect workers to an extent, this would be including uh, enough money to for a single adult to live in an apartment uh, for their food, amenities, and, you know, to still be able to enjoy life, to have a meaningful impact within our economy, um, and to not be trapped by the minimum wage grind. A big part of that is... You know, being able to create your pathway to success. And many people choose, like, obviously a college education as a pathway to obtain jobs that 
may pay much higher than the minimum wage or through certain specialties and things they may be interested in. And so college education is seen as a great way to support that dream within America. And if you simply compare the cost of college through the years versus the minimum wage, you have a amazingly large disparity as the cost of college since 1982 has risen over 1,400%. That's 1,430%, whereas the minimum wage only increased by a mere 116%. So how could you con- like possibly complete your education and, you know, as you said, complete that grind against such a disparity? You should be able to to live, and that's that's actually well the kind of the first point we wanted to touch on today is what living wages would be in America. We're going to use a living wage calculator created by MIT. Now, they use very specific formulas to create what the living wage would be for various areas, and they have multiple variables for each regard. Um, While we're more than happy to provide those links, if you shout us out on Twitter, ask us, um, we can definitely communicate them to the Discord. Uh, The the technical documentation is a little too specific to go over on a podcast. So um, if you simply, if you would like that, feel free to reach out. If not, I mean, it's MIT. They've definitely done their their due diligence in this regard. Now, on a general sense, the cheapest state to live in, in like the cheapest cost of living state in the United States would be Miss- Mississippi as, as, as it's ranked. Um, and according to this calculator, the living wage, if you were a single adult with zero children, would be 1566. That's over the $15 that you know many people claim for and over double the current federal minimum wage. Now, obviously, the big comparison I would like to make is, you know, compared to Hawaii and New York, their living wages are 21.99. Same scenario, one adult zero children. So obviously, we are not going to ask a federal minimum wage be near $20 an hour. While that may be beneficial and work in some states where it is needed to live there and support yourself. I mean, simply a, a federal minimum wage of $15 an hour would definitely not be detrimental or overly like, compensating for living when the living wage is actually more than that in practically every state we look at. We can see like states kind of taking that hold. You know, we, we see California has, has their own minimum wage of, of $15 an hour. And I mean, even looking at Hawaii, their minimum wage is, is $10.10 an hour now. When you obviously compare that to the twenty one ninety nine living wage, we see that's not comparable. But we we can at least see some state progress. You know, there are some that are taking that those steps to kind of bridge that gap. We we can obviously have the conversation of you know how how are people just going to flip tomorrow and be like, oh, now we have to pay this much more. So. I mean, inflation would go wild uh, along with um, layoffs. Uh, 
a lot of people would lose their jobs almost immediately, uh, and then things would become more expensive as the market reacts to a higher minimum wage hike up. 100%. And I think that that is obviously a major part of the conversation is, you know, the, the process, gradual increase to combat, obviously, the, the changing economic balance that will, you know, initially happen. And back to our initial point we talked about at the beginning of the episode, it's it's very difficult for us to go into those specifics here with you guys today. The entire focus is to showcase that our current minimum wage is abysmally too low, as we saw with even the lowest cost of living state being a living wage of just under $16 an hour. To flip would be required in annual income after taxes would be $26,400, uh, roughly $32.5 before taxes. And that's, that, that's, that's doable. It's just the process of getting there is not easily talked about. Many, many people, as we talked about in our last episode, end up homeless, people with children who have not done anything to deserve their circumstances. They're they're very young children who have just fallen victim to their parents not being able to afford. And sometimes not to fault, some of these homeless people have multiple jobs and can't afford to support a child. If one adult going off the same calculator for Mississippi, cheapest state to live in, if one adult has one child their living wage is $30 an hour. It is not easy. Now, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and say that the minimum wage should necessarily cover that. You obviously, if you make life choices, there can be consequences. And while you should definitely be able to support yourself and work to it, I don't necessarily think a minimum wage job should support, say, yourself and a, and a you know a child care um, like services or if you have a significant other if they do if they don't work um, I don't think a minimum wage should provide that much but it should definitely like we've said be a living wage for a person and that's the that's the issue is that it's not currently and getting there is paramount to providing like everybody a way to live their lives whether they're going to go on to get a a better job or i mean hey they want to just you know live by themselves in a single apartment working a minimum wage job like they should be able to do that obviously if they want to and they want to have a family and things like that yeah they're going to need to make life choices that will put them in situations where they can afford their life decisions yeah you still have to sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but I, i i just wanted to like agree with what you're saying you still have to work hard and fight for what you want uh, in life. These numbers we've been talking about with the living wage calculation is based on working 52 40-hour work weeks. That is no vacations, nothing. That is working five days a week, eight hours a day, every week of the year. That is putting in work. We are not saying that you should be paid this and not work. Like, obviously, like, 
it's a whole separate conversation to sit here and say that you know people do deserve vacation and like that whole process again is getting very specific into the numbers of you know how much vacation sick time what kind of leaves you should be given things like that that's a whole thing oh yeah you should work no handouts but at this you know um i think i think if you're working 40 hours a week five days a week you know you can't afford a little studio apartment to keep you know food in your fridge you're not working hard enough for that yes yeah, a studio to one bedroom you can't can't afford that at all not even close and that's what's crazy and considering many many minimum wage jobs are you know they typically use manual labor a lot in food a lot in retail that pay minimum wage or slightly above minimum wage you know you're working with your hands all the time you're on your feet all day typically 40 hours a week you know it should uh should count for something um you may not think you're like your local i don't know chipotle worker or whatever making your bowl is like a big contributor contributor to society but as somebody who was that guy like uh i think it contributed i paid my taxes you know yeah and yeah like as we saw during the pandemic they became a a vital part of you know continuing to get people food to to, you know to go orders and like shopping and things like that like it, it was and yet they're they were still even during that time in multiple businesses not being paid enough to support themselves the last things we wanted to touch on here today is, is a, a single way that you could possibly approach the disparity of our common workers paycheck. It is actually being introduced by a senator from Vermont, Bernie Sanders. He is discussing a tax excessive CEO pay act. Essentially what his focus and goal is is that it would apply a higher corporate tax rate on companies that pay their CEOs a disproportionate amount of compensation compared to their workers. So specifically focusing on their pays. Uh, so we're not talking dividends, you know, their investments, things like that. We're talking pay. And even on his... on. His website, senators.senate.gov, uh, he specifically mentions that even if the CEO did not receive the largest paycheck in the firm, the ratio will be based on the highest paid employee. So it's specifically going off of like what the company's paying them. Right. They would slowly raise their tax rate by half a percent to then a percent up to a maximum of 5% if it was a 500 to one ratio. Starting at a 50 to one ratio, it's a 0.5, and then every 100, like one, two, three, 400, it's a 1% or a 2% or a 3% increase going up. And an example, Walmart CEO made 983 times more than their medium Walmart worker. And in comparison, J.P. Morgan made 393 times more than their median worker. Yeah, it's a large disparity. It truly is. Now, I don't know if I, if I personally would go that route, but I do know that there are benefits uh, for places of business taking care of their employees within reason. 
you know, if you think of the average person, wouldn't they like the safety and security of knowing they can pay their bills, um, have certain perks, um, like free healthcare, dental, vision insurance, um, PTO, uh, the businesses that tend to do these things tend to have more loyal employees. I know my job provides these things for me, a livable wage, medical insurance, paid time off, among other benefits. That's why I work where I work. Exactly. It's not directly focused on the minimum wage, but this is the avenue of saying, you know, CEOs are greedily taking more money than they are deserving based on, you know, the workers that are, you know, doing the work for their company. I'm not trying to say they don't deserve, you know, more money. They obviously have done a lot of work to get where they are. The drasticness of the disparity is incredible. In a comparison, using these same employees, um, the Tax Excessive Act would not kick in unless you start to have a 50 to 1 ratio and then it it grows from there now now what while it gets like the, the more than 500 you'd get to the max of you know plus five percent and you know walmart would hit that with their 900 over 900 ratio in comparison something like jersey mike's uh, sandwich shop it is estimated that their executives get paid a hundred an average of a hundred and one dollars per hour so to hit that they would be paying their employees two dollars an hour which they obviously do not their average is roughly 12 to 15 depending on the, the state and and store but it is comparable to if they were paying their employees two dollars an hour that's how much these other ceos are and that's the that's the tiniest that's 50 to 1 whereas these are 900 to 1 it's 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 a large disparity and i think it's one way of tackling it and it's definitely not directly to the minimum wage but it's about those companies taking that step to give them better pay and fix the wage disparities in america and it's another way to help increase the quality of life. Yeah, I think that's the most important part. Um, again, every business is different. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree. However, the point is to uh, see if we can continue to evolve um, to get better as a society. And when you have people in a constant state of poverty, um, it it's not conducive now the united states uh i don't think is all the time uh this place uh of broken dreams i think there's a lot of opportunity in this country however there just there needs to be someone there to help protect um within reason those who can't yeah and it's and it's considering like who tends to work minimum wage jobs um it could be people, uh, immigrants, um, and, you know, talking about just your legal immigrants who come over here trying to start a new life. And um, there's a lot of success stories, but there's a lot of people who 
take generations and go through severe poverty trying to come up in this country. And although, again, like, I don't, I'm not one to say, yeah, just handouts, you know, make it easy for everybody, but you have to make it possible for everybody. And I, I'm also not one for a lot of government interference, but again, there's definitely power dynamics between large corporations and small people, uh, not small people, but the regular person, better to say, that they need something, some sort of legal protection, something that says, hey, at least pay them enough to be able to feed themselves. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people, people on disability, uh, who may not be eligible, young folks going through college, trying to pay their way through. There's a lot of people who may have gotten laid off or their fields, their industry may have been pushed out by technology or something akin to that. Um, so there's a, there's definitely uh, various types of people who, who can be experiencing um, minimum wage work. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think you, you, you touched on a lot of great points there. And it, it was it's a lot to talk about when we you know, discuss the, the large dynamic of the minimum wage and, and how to address it and the different ways to, to get there. If you are looking for more interaction, you can connect with us on Twitter at Robust Podcast. We also have a Discord server. We can have more in-depth conversations with us along with fellow listeners. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye.